is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning. Morning. Oop. Morning, morning. As uh, Ruth said, my name is Mohan. I am part of this Woodside family for 22 and a half years. So I know most of you guys, and if you are new, most welcome. You are in the right place. I want to assure you that you will not, not go back, not only the new people, but also all my family. You will not go back as you come. You will receive the word of God. I know you're already in the presence of God. Thank you, Steve and Katie, for leading. So it made me a small worship time, but you brought the presence of God so much, declaring the death of Christ and declaring there is no sting for the death. Where are you, death? Praise God. So we are in the presence of God. Let's all put our hands together for Lord Jesus Christ who is in our midst. Amen. When Martin texted me that Mohan will be able to do 14th of January, a one-off preach, I said immediately yes. Then I started to wonder, what can I preach? (laughs) So then I was meditating. Lord, give me a word that I can share to my family, that our lives may be transformed for your glory, for the expansion of your kingdom. Then God gave me four verses from the book of Romans. So I just want to thank God for this opportunity that he has gone, given and the leaders and elders trusting me that I will bring a word that we all can be encouraged. So Romans 13, and before that, uh, Paul is writing this letter to Romans and then he is explaining and bringing so many things of living sacrifices to God, serving God with supernatural gifts, And to behave like a Christian and to be a Christian and submit to the government and put on the Christ and love your neighbor. And all of that he's explaining. And then he's coming to this passage where it starts with, and do this knowing the time. That now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but... Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Father God, we thank you for this passage. Lord, speak to us. Open our hearts of understanding so that we may understand you. Open our eyes so that we can see. Now I bind and urge every work of the enemy who is trying to bring confusion Doubt of Father Lord Jesus, I cast him out in the name of Jesus. Father God, speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. So after meditating upon this, I put the title as this. Does anybody really know what time it is? 
does anybody really know what time it is? Paul begins with a command here, do this knowing the time. You and I, I, you and I only have a short time on this earth. Even in the case of what we consider a long life, as each day passes, we will not be able to retrieve it. One day we will stand before God and give an account of our use of our time, our short time on this earth. And that itself is enough to motivate us to look into the time. We are living in the last time, that is the time when so much of God's work of redemption has been completed. Christ has come and his sacrifice for the sins of man has been made. If you are come here not knowing Christ, I wanted to tell you that Christ has come, God's accomplishment of him himself coming in the form of son, living amongst us, dying on the cross. That's what the celebration we had, having the communion together, because we want to remember his sacrifice. He's the substitution for our sins, so that we may be redeemed, we may be saved. So I wanted to assure you, Jesus Christ is real. He is a real God. Nobody, no other name you can get saved. So only in the name of Jesus. And today, if you are come expecting that you want to change your life, accept Jesus Christ. That is what we call salvation. Experience the salvation. He has come. Christ has come and he has sacrificed for our sins. His gospel has been taken all over the world. We can see our own lead pastor, Dave Devnish, going around the world going around with the word of God, sharing, equipping, and you know, preaching the gospel all across. Why? Because the gospel has to reach all across the globe. It has to reach. The gospel has been taken all over the world. There are still specific places where here and there where it is not yet reached. But the most part, it has circled the globe. And now, Nothing remains but the soon coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe these truly are the last days, the final stages of God's redemption program. Every day we live, the coming of Jesus is one day closer than the day before. How motivating is this should be? I believe it was what motivated Paul to write the words of this morning's message and passes to us. I want to tell you, I'm afraid that we tend to treat the Lord of our life as a mere addition to the many other things in life that we consider important. And for some of us, when compared to other things, our Lord's call on our life is not really all that important to us at all times. In this passage, God has messaged for us through his servant Paul. It is this. Stop being casual about your faith. Stop being lazy about it. 
Stop playing church. This is not a fire drill, not a dress rehearsal. It is real life. This is real thing. The past lies behind, the eternity is set before you. The time is short. Jesus is standing at the very threshold of returning again. God has moved heaven and earth, as it were, to bring about your salvation. And now, it is time to work while God gives us this chance. Wake up. Get moving. Serve. Give. Sacrifice. Suffer. If need be. Live for Jesus with all your being while God has given you this tiny window of opportunity. We think that our life is so long, you know, we feel that we are permanent on this earth. I just want to say you are a foreigner here. <laughs> our time is too short, very limited time. Let us live for God. He has called you, he has revealed, and then he has encountered with you to show you what he wanted to do through you. So in this passage, I see Paul giving four answers to our question. Does anyone really know what time it is? So I wanted to pick one by one. There are four verses and then four points I want to finish. If time permits, I'll ask the band to come back. And if there is a ministry time, let us get into ministry time. God to speak to us. Does anyone really know what time it is? And the answer from Paul is, it is time to wake up. It's a time to wake up. 11th verse. And do this knowing the time that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. Paul is not talking to unbelievers here. He says that our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. In other words, Paul is talking to those of us who have already believed and already Christians carrying Christ in us. Our salvation has three aspects, past, present, and future. The past aspect is that God saves us from the penalty of our sins through the cross of Jesus. That is the past. He has done that one. We are already saved. God has already died on the cross and then he brought that redemption once for all. He has taken the sins of the mankind once for all. So he has done that is past. The second thing is the present. The present aspect, aspect is that God is progressively saving us now. Helping us to leave our old sinful lifestyle behind and to live a new lifestyle that is confirmed to the image of Jesus. And the third, as a future aspect, is that God will one day glorify us by making us like Jesus Christ as he is in his heavenly glory. So that is what the future thing. The Apostle John also explains that in 1 John 3, you know, he also explains the salvation, the glory, the glory of God and the, that the, our body transforms. You know, we'll see that one many times in the scripture. But Paul says, the hour for you to awaken from sleep. What do you think Paul means by sleep? Nodding off? 
spiritual days, drowsiness. What do Christians look like who are asleep in this way? Perhaps such spiritual slumber shows itself in a slackening of the intensity of our faith. Does anyone really know what time it is? Paul answers the question, Jesus is coming. It is time to wake up from our spiritual sleep. It is a call for all of us to wake from that sleep. Not taking for granted. Not be lazy. Not, you know, it is, it is a time for us to pull our socks and move on. It is a time to go out and take the power of the gospel to the people who are perishing. It is a time has come for us to reach out. It's a time. It's a very short time in our lives that we need to waken ourselves. We need to be quickening ourselves. We need to seeking God. God, here I am. You have revealed and you have shown yourself to me. Now, here I am. Send me, Lord. I know the time. The first answer Paul gives is that to, to wake. Time to wake up. And number two, it's a time to get dressed. First one is time to wake up and a time to get dressed. Number 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Paul is using several figures of speech in this verse. First notice is reference to night and day. Night is a figure for this present age. The age that is coming to a close prior to the reign of Jesus Christ on this earth. The reign of Jesus yet to come is called day. We can read much in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 to 11. You can read at home, 1 Thessalonians 5th chapter. It talk, talks about day and night. Our destiny is to dwell in the day. We have been qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light and have been delivered from the power of darkness and have been conveyed into the kingdom of the Son of God's love. Paul, using more figures of speech, says that we are to lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on armor of light, which we read in Ephesians 6. We need to put the armor of God all the time, be ready at all the time, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes readiness of the gospel, shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. Get dressed all the time. Be ready in all the time to fight against every flame, that arrow that comes from the enemy to protect yourself, the shield of faith, and attack him with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Take the word of God. That is why we need to meditate day and night. Why we have to read the Bible. Why we have to practice the Sunday school song. Read your Bible every day and pray every day. That is a basic principle and the weapon of a Christian. Without this, if you want to go and fight, he will say, who are you? I know. 
Dave Devnish, I know Tim Green, I know Martin, who are you? I know Paul, I know Peter, who are you? Because you don't have anything. You need to have this one stored in your heart. That's what Jesus said. It is written, it is written, it is written. If you don't know what is written, how can you say it is written? Have the word of God. Man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. This is the life. That's what we consider, and that is what we believe, and that is what we embrace, and that is what we live. This is life-transforming scriptures. This is the word, Jesus himself. The word is Jesus. He himself, you know, is given in the form of scriptures. Read, embrace him, have him. Meditate upon him, swallow him, store him, digest him. Take, this is the food. This is the word of the living God. We need to have this one. We need to have this one and then fight outside. I tell you, when you say, the one who is inside of me is greater than he is in the world. You stand there, who are you? He will flee from you. He will tremble before you because you are the child of God. When you have this, those who believe in this, they will have this. Okay, read. Made a commitment to read the Bible. The modern day is you know, very much neglecting these things. Without this, I cannot be called as a Christian. I may be going to church every Sunday, but we need to have the word of God. Hallelujah. We need to have the armor of God put on all the time. So put on the armor. That is what the second one. It is time to get dressed. Number three, it's a time to start walking. Thirteenth verse. Let us walk properly. Let's everybody say walk properly. Tell me walk properly, Mohan. Let us walk properly as in the day. Though we are not yet in the day, but let us walk as in the day, not in Revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. Let us walk properly. There are three categories of improper walking that Paul mentioned in this verse. The category, the first category is what might call the parting spirit. <laughs> Behaving as in the day means we have not to be walking in drunkenness. We are not to be given to wild behavior. We are not to allow our behavior to be influenced by drugs and alcohol. We are not to be party animals like the lost people who try to fill the, 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 the void, the gap in their souls with artificial, sinful, good times. That's the first category. Second category, what Paul says, that sensuality. Behaving in the day means not walking in sexual sensuality. That is sexual immorality, the pleasures. We are not to gratify physical lust. We are not to sleep or you know, do things which is against the word of God. There are so many words, so many promises and the, the clear explanation of how we can live According to the scripture, according to what God wants, it's clearly written in this. That's why we need to read. If you don't read, you'll not understand. Then you will know how, as a Christian, we can all live. 
Finally, the third category we might call selfish, selfish hostility. Behaving as in the day means not walking in strife and jealousy. We are not to be backbiters. We are not to be gossipers. We are not to hold resentment or unforgiveness towards others. We are not to hold others in contempt. This is very clear what Paul was, was, is trying to say that we need to walk properly. Yes, it is difficult. Nowadays, the gossip, you know, wherever I've, I've, I've been going around, now UK almost reaching everywhere. So I'm just reaching Birmingham now. So I've been to Andover, I've been to North and things like that. But I see people, I've been mostly engaging myself in a lot of Asian communities. So I see the, the main thing is jealous and gossip. I, I, I won't see here much, but I, where I see, that's why I'm sharing with you. No, they talk about Samuel with Colin. Hey, this Samuel is... is Man, if you know how to walk, go to Samuel. Samuel, the things that you have done, I feel very much hurt. Clarify with him. Talk to him directly. That's what Bible says. Talk to him directly. Why you go around the world talking about somebody else? Talk to that person. Sit with them. You are a Christian. You carry Christ. Christ shown the love. The same love is bubbling inside of his. Go with that love. There is no other love we have because that is what we carry in us. Go with the love of Christ. Avoid gossiping. Jealousy is not ours. It's not the style that we have to live. We have transformed. Why we should have a strife? Why should we have an envy? We should not. That is what walk properly means. That is what Paul is saying. That is a time, high time for you to walk properly. And finally, I'm just rushing because I want to have a ministry time. I don't know why I feel like that. We can read this old ways of walking in Ephesians. Ephesians 5th chapter, you will see many things. How Paul clearly writes to walk properly means. What, how to walk properly means the final it's time to keep or it's time to fix focus. That is the 14th verse. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. There's a great military genius, Napoleon. He quoted a saying that a man becomes his uniform. A man becomes his uniform. And here we are commanded to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on Lord Jesus Christ. In Christ, you and I have a whole new identity. We have a new direction. We have a new purpose. We are wearing whole new uniform. And we are to be sure that we stay focused and behave like men and women of our uniform. We have already been clothed in Christ in a positional sense and now we are to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ in daily life in a practical sense. 
we are to trust that jesus himself dwells within us through the ministry of the holy spirit then we are to go into this world as i said we are to go into this world in his power under his control trusting him to live his life through us that is what the christianity means that is what paul is reminding us to fix focus keep focused upon him and putting on himself upon us clothed in christ this must affect our choices we make in everyday life it must make a change in our priorities and so paul adds and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust make no provision is a deliberate action like carol said no that bacon roll am i right carol bacon roll no first time she took and then you know the seagull has come and taken and next time she challenged said that one i have the resources i will go i know where to get it i will go and get it and then she brought one more you know what she said this time i'm very careful <laughs> this time i'm very careful that is a deliberate action she didn't say ah let it go i have my some more resources i can go and buy she didn't say this time i am very careful that is the deliberate action here we need to be deliberately you know say no provision no provision for the flesh we are living in this world you know we will not be completely free from its pull on us until the day we shed these bodies and are glorified with Christ Jesus the future aspect of salvation we still struggle and fight with this principle of sin as long as we live on this earth it is be pulling us the flesh will be pulling us the sin will be calling us and crying us come enemy will be showing see look the splendor of the world i will give everything to you come there are many people bow down i have seen in my eyes great men of god fall i don't want to mention the names they're gone because they couldn't resist the flesh they couldn't resist the love of money they couldn't resist the luxury of life they forgot like saul they forgot they tasted god very well god protected and god keep protecting but they bow down to the flesh it's a deliberate action for us to you know put an axe or stop and deliberately come out of that fleshly desires make no provision for flesh we no longer have the obey and then but we need to remember that it has been fundamentally broken the desires of the flesh the sin has fundamentally broken by christ we no longer have to obey it with when it cries out to us we no longer have to gratify it as paul says we no longer have to fulfill its lusts does anyone really know what time it is jesus is coming it's time to get out of the door and start walking in a manner that is consistent with people who have been awakened and have put their spiritual work clothes on join with them it's a time to focus on jesus christ trusting him to live life his life through us 
does really know what time it is? Does anyone really care for it? If you are If you want to, God to be used in your life, this is a moment to consider. Does anyone really know what time it is in your life? It's a time to wake up. It's a time to get dressed. It's a time to start walking properly. It's time to fix focus on Jesus, God wants to raise an army if if you understand in your life and it's a time to wake up from your sleep he's ready to anoint you i'll ask the band to come thank you jesus as they're coming, I know we got time. As they're coming, I wanted to tell you one thing. The word, listen to me carefully, the word has to be accompanied with the anointing. Jesus is the word. He was born and then he grew and then until he was been anointed. The Bible says the word was with God. Word was God and word became the flesh and lived among us. You know that John first chapter and then and then he lived when he went to Jordan and the moment he was anointed ministry started. The word has to combine with the anointing. Many people are very good with the word they don't care about the anointing. That will not work. There are some people very good with anointing and they don't care about the word. That will not work. Word and anointing has to combine together. Then the ministry begins. Then the power of God starts working. The word combined with the anointing. Hallelujah. Get it, get it. God wants to anoint you today. God wants to anoint you today so that you know the time that you are living. You know exactly where to wake up in your sleep. You know exactly where to get dressed. You know where you need to start walking properly. And you know where you need to keep focused. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand in the presence of God. There's a power in the name of Jesus. There's a power in the name of Jesus. And the final side, if you believe, if you believe that the time is for you, and if you believe this word is for you, your time starts now. Your time starts now. Focus upon God. Hallelujah. As uh, the band is going to lead. Just focus yourself on God. Allow the word to sink in you. What Paul is reminding to us today is a time to wake up. It's a time to get dressed. It's a time to start walking properly and to time.
to fix focused Thanks for joining us. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com or follow us on social media.